Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast. This is episode number 45, and my name is Gregory Russell Benedict. And I am Vincent Van Patten. And this is a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of life and who dare to dream bigger. Yes. So today, my man, Leg. If you didn't notice from the last episode, I called him Leg. And that's what I call Greg, because he's my best friend. And we call him Leg. Anyways, so over the weekend, I had some time by myself, and... It's been, a, it's been a tough week. My back is rather shot, and I'm not going to get into it much in this episode because it consumed the whole thing, but it's been tough. And uh, I went to the beach, you know, I started feeling a little bit better, just trying to get out of the house once a day. Like one, pretty much has been horizontal um, the rest of the time. But went to the beach, and it was my dad's birthday, and I called him. I'm driving there, kind of melancholy. It's a cloudy day. It's quite beautiful, but you know it's his birthday, and he he asked me, "Are you happy?" And I, it it took me aback. So I was, you know, asking him if he's enjoying the day and everything. He's like, "Are you happy? Are you happy?" And I said, "Wow, he's asking me if I'm happy on his birthday," and it just kind of showed me what's important in life. You know, at, at his age, I think he turned sixty-five. All I wanted to know is, is if I'm happy, not working hard and he knows all this stuff he knows i'm you know we're doing this and working hard trying to find what we love but he just wanted to know if i'm happy and that's changed my whole perspective the last couple days just you know i think both of us are trying to you know kind of grapple and unpackage this idea of is any of it worth it you know is any of this does anything we do really matter if we're not happy and enjoying the process and that's what the question really, it hit me hard because, you know, he'll, I know that I'll always be loved and taken care of um, and have people who, who love me, but are we really happy doing it all? Like, yeah, basically it's what does anything we do really matter if we're not enjoying the process and enjoying our lives? Isn't that the main point? And that's something I think a lot about is if you're not enjoying what you're doing, something's wrong. Like you got to fix it. I really believe that. I've been thinking more and more about this because at first I would kind of waver in my beliefs when I got pushback on, you should actually try and be really ridiculously and unbelievably happy. We had Matt Winkley on the show. That's his thing. Ridiculously and unbelievably happy. And when I heard that for the first time, you know, part of me loved that the naive childlike self. And then the other part, the more mature, <laughs> sad, serious person who lives inside me sometimes was like, oh, that's unrealistic. Like, you can't be happy all the time. But that's what we should be aiming at, at least I think. If we're not enjoying what we're doing, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And the thing, you know, I think we both come back to and just obviously we have to consider is like we're, we're very lucky to be in positions where we can think about these things, but if you're struggling just to make ends meet, if you're just worried about your family, like how do you have time to be happy? 
And I think what we're coming to terms with, at least, or like trying to understand, is how to make yourself happy no matter what you're going through. Like through this back injury, my dad is basically saying, like, are you okay? Are you happy? Even though I know you're hurting, but like, are you still enjoying your life? Are you trying to make every day count? And it completely changed my perspective because like, even though I'm hurting and I can still find ways to be happy. And obviously we don't know what anybody else is going through, but there's always a reason to find the light, to be happy, to take the pressure off. Because when you do that, you're just one step closer to finding a way to, you know, break through and figure out how to make it to the next step and how to care for people. And it all just comes back down to the source of why we do anything. If they're saying in the, in the Rob Dial and Aubrey Marcus podcast, like you're either acting out of love or acting out of fear and in everything we do. And if you're trying to support other people, if you're trying to be the best person that you could be, if you're trying just to be a, a good person, if you're trying just to see the light when it's dark, you know, <laughs> you're trying to be happy. That, that's what we're getting at. And it ain't easy, but there is, I think, a silver lining no matter what. And like even like today, it felt like I, I really emerged from like a not dark place, but like just feeling down from the pain the last few days. And like kind of got back to my old self today and but i still you know we'll try and find ways to be happy through it all and i was painting over the weekend even though i've been kind of bedridden just having to stay horizontal i've been writing a lot playing piano painting haven't done in a while just kind of having fun in my studio like over the weekend and you know there's always it's always something you could do no matter what every day is a gift and there's a way to see that no matter what I think. I love that. So I'm hearing painting, writing, <laughs> reading, all yeah, things you can do, even if you're in a lot of pain, these are all things you can do to cultivate happiness, cultivate enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting creativity or getting creative, getting out of your own head, I think is, we talked about that on episode 43, just whatever you could do to get out of your own head and just return to what you really, I think the big realization too was like, who am I really when I'm the happiest? This is also what they talked about, Rob Dial and Hobby Marcus, just like, who are we really? Like, that, who's that kid in us who just wants to be happy and find joy and, you know, live light? And I was really asking myself that over the weekend, like, who is that kid in me who really just wants to be creative and have fun? I just remember piano or painting class when I was a kid, like, just messing around and like what joy that brought me just playing with colors. That's pretty much what I did over the weekend just by myself and painting and just putting colors on the canvas, you know, <laughs> it was a good time just having fun with it. And so just kind of asking ourselves like, who is that kid in us? And is that the real me? Like, how do I return to that person who will be okay no matter what? That's been a big theme in my life the past week as well as returning to that childlike sense of play and playing for the sake of play, doing something, an activity, going outside just because it's intrinsically satisfying and you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not practicing the piano or playing on the piano so you can get better. It's like you actually just enjoy it or you're not reading books so you can tell people that you read all these books. It's because you actually enjoy the process. I mean, if you think back to when you're eight, nine, 10, you aren't justifying why you're playing with Legos or whatever it was we were doing back then. 
you're just finding the best and most enjoyable way to spend your time. Boredom was a constant enemy back then. Oh yeah. And now it seems I'm never bored because there's so many different things pulling on my time. And when I do have time to slow down this, this past weekend, for example, I spent some time alone. I, it really took me probably two or three hours to kind of settle into that space where I actually felt like I could just be there and be present. At first I was like moving all around the room and I didn't know what I was, what I was doing next. And I kept thinking like, I should be doing something right now and just letting, letting the inner child inside of us decide what we do. And the more and more I learn about successful people and adults who seem to still have that spark and that Mm. genuine life inside of them, it's, it's the child that they're channeling. And I mean, there's an amazing quote by George Bernard Shaw, and he says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Mm. And I think that's so true. Yeah. It's not like, you know, (laughs) we have to spend all of our time playing in sandbox, but like everything we do as we mature, get older, can just be, you know, treated (laughs) with the light touch, treated with the joy of being a kid, that just sheer enthusiasm for being alive. So it's like we move through life and, you know, obviously we're going to have different responsibilities and things come up and our uh, passions and interests change as we get older. But having just that, I think it just comes back like just asking ourselves, like, am I happy doing this? Am I happy in general? And, you know, happiness maybe is a byproduct of other things like as we get older, fulfillment and finding your purpose and whatever that means. Like I was just like this article that I just published today is just like, what if our purpose is to just enjoy life and everything we're doing is just a means to enjoy life. So we're doing this podcast. I write, you write, you help people like just everything we're doing is a means for us to find joy and happiness. And if we're not doing that, what really is the point? Like, obviously we have to make money and just challenge ourselves and, but there's joy to be found in everything, in the dark moments, in the challenges, in the like pushing ourselves. Like there was so much joy that came from challenging myself with writing the book. Like I was just talking to somebody about it today. And just like the the only time that was really like overwhelming and frustrating was just technical difficulties of like getting it on Amazon stuff. But like the actual creation of putting it together brought me so much joy. And I really realized like this is what I love to do and it's like a childlike joy of actually creating something and just messing around and writing and just trying to capture little experiences of life. And even the challenges that come with that are worth it because you're enjoying the process as a whole. There's always going to be little intricacies that come up that are so frustrating Mm -hmm. and little technical issues that happen. And you never find yourself, you'll, you'll never find yourself, experiencing those and having to overcome those if you never undertook that thing in the beginning. I mean, we've had so many learning experiences and technical difficulties with the podcast, (laughs) like just realizing that, oh, we needed actually to order one more of these cables or we just can't figure out how to upload it, like certain things. When we had to fire our ninth crew member, remember that? Oh man, that was tough. That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. And Another thing I heard recently that was really powerful is that the success and the happiness is meaningful in contrast to the pain. 
it's the the hard things we go through throughout that creative process throughout the process of launching a new project that make the actual launch of it so meaningful and fulfilling mm-hmm. if it was just easy the entire time it'd be cool and you'd be happy but it's so much more meaningful when you look back and you're like yeah i had to overcome all of these things i spent hours and hours staring at the computer screen trying to get the font lined up and be perfect and that's like where the joy comes from is i mean sometimes it's hard to see it when you're in the moment like it's hard for me to appreciate as much as i can this pain you know that i'm feeling but i know that it's like my life would be obviously very different without it but i would not be i just wouldn't know what i'm capable of i told you earlier i don't know the quote but like a man doesn't know what he's truly made of until he faces a worthwhile challenge or something along those lines but yeah it's even in those tough moments like that's what makes life truly enriching it's like phil knight in the boiler room that's what he loved more than anything putting together nike when he looked back as a billionaire he's like those are the days he misses those long nights and trying to figure out how the how just to keep it afloat like you know there's something to be taken away from everything we do and joy be found in it absolutely i want to go back to something you said earlier about obviously we have to make money we have to pay the bills but there's so much stuff we're doing that is unnecessary that we don't need it it brings to mind one of my favorite quotes by dave ramsey we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like and I'd just like to pose the question to myself as well as to you, as well as to the audience. Like, what are you currently doing that makes you feel terrible mm-hmm. that you actually don't need to be doing that you don't really enjoy? Are you buying things just to impress other people? Like there are aspects of our lives that we could remove completely and simplify and probably save a lot of money. I mean, for me, it was, I freaking hated going to bars. It was so noisy. I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't read my book. I couldn't read my book at the bar. It was too dark. Everyone kept trying to talk to me. But like, why am I going out and spending money to be with people I don't like in an environment that is noisy and just making myself sound like I'm 97 years old? Sure. But it's like, like find those things that you don't really care about and just cut them out. And then the things you love, like dial up on those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're, we're afraid to really embrace the things that we might truly love because we fear what other people might think. And we think we have to do what other people are doing because we're afraid what they'll think if we don't do it. But why do we care about impressing these people who we don't even know or don't even care about? It's like, we got to really ask ourselves, like, am I happy doing this? And just getting back to that childlike wonder and just, asking ourselves what brought me joy maybe when I was a kid and because it really is the simplest things you know just for me being creative going outside playing sports um yeah getting back to that I think is essential I love I love the positive side but let me just ask you what are you what are you doing right now that makes you feel like shit that's a good question um I'm doing everything perfectly so it's, <laughs> of I don't course know. <laughs> I mean, I guess just worrying. Like, obviously, it's getting down myself. Um, beat myself up for doing things that, I don't know, just getting in my own head a lot, um, which does nothing. Like, worrying about the future, about my back, if it's going to get better. Like, I'm like, I know this isn't helping. And, like, I had the, I woke up in the morning. It's like, you, you wake up. This is a Dr. Joe Dispenza thing. It's like you, and you just go down the list of things you don't like about yourself or 
you know, every one of us does that. Look in the mirror and it's like, oh man, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just being hard on myself. And then I'm like, okay, I like snap out of it. You're doing the thing. You're going down the list of things you don't like about yourself. What smile. Like I actually tell myself smile in the mirror and start the day on the right foot because like it does nothing. Guilt does nothing. Um, for us whatsoever like what is the actual utility in getting down on yourself for what's already happened or the future that hasn't happened yeah so i think i mean that i'm getting better with spending but you know i could always always do better at that um <laughs> yeah I, I think just sometimes not acting like myself fully feeling like i have to do certain things to impress people um feeling like as a single guy i have to be like getting out there and you know talking to all the girls and and then i had this realization it's like you don't just because you're single and you know you i don't know like if you're gonna do it be 100 percent you or don't do it at all because it sometimes it didn't make me feel good i was like okay like i had the realization that the less you care about these things the easier like the you know, the more they happen. So all I have to do is focus on being the joyful kid who I am, obviously who's matured, but like maturity is much different than being a kid and or at least having like a childlike spirit and everything will fall into place. I don't have to be pursuing girls just because I'm single. Like, and if it's not making me feel good in the way that I'm doing it, then I definitely, you know, on dating apps and stuff, then you don't have to do it just because you're kind of expected to so that was a big realization for me that just be yourself you know and have fun with it treat it all with a light touch and you know it's good to challenge yourselves and go talk to girls and stuff but you don't have to act like somebody you're not that was a big realization to me like you could be the good guy mm. you know you could be the good guy if he tells you to be the bad guy you could be the good guy that resonates a lot with me because if you start off a relationship on that foot of kind of being a D-bag or like, you know, being someone who's not yourself, you aren't going to feel good about it. The whole you two as people meeting is now built upon this like false foundation mm -hmm. and you're going to constantly feel like you have to be that, that person that you don't like showing up as. Right. And that's, that's one thing that I've cut out of my life. That's just been making me feel terrible is hinge. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the relationships yeah, podcast. Yeah. Every episode about halfway point, it's going to kind of turn into our relationship problems. But, but like, I just realized, like, I hate, I hate how I feel when I'm using this app. That's very indicative of something bigger. So just remove that. I don't need that. People met in the real world for 200,000 years before Millions. dating apps existed. And so why am I doing that? Right. That's a thing that's not making you happy. And that's, that's brings up another point. It's just like, how can we get this facade, this persona of this person that we kind of project out into the world. How can we get that? And then who we truly are just to be in full alignment. Like, what does it take to, so then like you're saying, like you're starting a new relationship. How can you just be a hundred percent you from the get go? And obviously we're always putting up a little bit of, you know, a mask or projection of like what we want to look like, but and I guess it's not a bad thing if it's something we feel good about and actually who we do want to be, but just how to kind of make it so those 
two people are in alignment, you know, who you really are, what makes you feel good and the person you're projecting. Like you don't have to put up a mask if it's not you. Absolutely. That's something I'm working on myself and I'm trying to get to the bottom of is that after reflecting this weekend, spending a lot of time by myself, I realized that I think the truest expression of myself is a lot more of a goofball and a lot less serious than I am living currently. And Mm -hmm. I've talked about this with my parents before. Uh, My mom always laughs because we, how we talk about life on the podcast is what we're aiming at. And then a lot of times in real life, we're struggling to live up to what we're saying and what we're preaching. And that's, that's great. Like, that's how I think it should be. Like we should always be aiming at the highest ideal, but it's, we're, we're talking about this. We're understanding these ideas here. And then we step away. And sometimes throughout the week, like the wheels just fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that the end? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got for you. Oh yeah. It's, it's true. It's like, what it's like, reminds me of just my writing. Like it's, I put out these ideas, philosophy and stuff, but yeah, when you get into the real world, I catch myself. I'm like, Oh, well I have this thought. Like why? Why don't you just say, why don't you compliment the person? It's popping in my head, but not acting on it. And yeah, definitely, you know, this is a, our way of talking about who we, who we do want to be. And I guess kind of, it brings us back to get like talking about it at least makes us closer to realizing it in real life. I think than doing nothing at all. Definitely. And I think, I think that's all that matters is the willingness to keep getting up dusting Mm -hmm. yourself off and trying again that's all that really matters is living with a pure heart full of love and having the courage to keep aiming at Mm -hmm. this thing that you're trying to attain and your that this ideal of someone you're trying to be for sure can you tell me about your uh pumpkin patch story yeah oh yeah great so i was driving home the other day from the gym and i passed the absolute the disneyland of pumpkin patches it was (laughs) One of the best pumpkin patches I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. This pumpkin patch had a corn maze. It had giant inflatable bounce houses. It had, it had carnival rides. And I was just thinking to myself, like, damn, that looks pretty fun. Like I buy the Del Mar racetrack. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the one yesterday. And I wanted to pull over and go to the pumpkin patch. And then I like, you know, caught myself and I'm like, what the (laughs) heck? Like 26 year old men can't go to the pumpkin patch alone like that's weird and i was just thinking it kind of led me How down this super bad yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pumpkin patch given the time of year so where we're supposed to be man <laughs> kind of led me down this whole thing this whole rabbit hole of why don't we have adult sized like playgrounds and these fun obstacle courses for adults <laughs> we just decide that we're going to do all of these fun things for our kids um like a lot of people at my past job we're becoming new parents and like every weekend it's just like oh yeah like we're taking them to see like disney on ice and then the next weekend we're going to the zoo and after that it's disneyland and it's like you're cultivating all of these super fun experiences for your child but you're never doing anything fun for you as the adult and when did we get this idea that just because we're adults that we can't play and we can't you know have these you can't go in a bounce house. Have you been in a bounce house recently? It's freaking amazing. <sighs> When's the last time? It's been a while. Too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything we do should be moving us forward. You know? Is it 
is that the case? Well, let me challenge that. What do you mean by moving us forward? I don't know. Right. It's like moving forward as a sense of like taking another step in your career or. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying we, we, we feel like we need to be doing that. Yes. Versus like, why don't we just you know, go jump on a trampoline because it's fun. Cause it's a waste of time. Got it. I see what you're saying. But is it, what's really the waste of time? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anything's a waste of time at all ever. If it makes you happy. Yeah. If it's bringing enjoyment and that's actually to take it a slightly different direction. I've started reading the power of now, which mm. I'm sure a bunch of people have read very, very famous book. And he really just talks about how whatever you're doing in the present moment, regardless of what it is, you can make it enjoyable and vibrant and bright. And we've talked about it before a bit of like, you're washing the dishes and you're not washing the dishes. You're washing one dish. When you're done with that dish, you're washing one dish and just being so present and focused on the warm water and the soap and all of that. And another, another topic that I think will resonate based on the pain you've been going through is you have these problems, but there a lot of them are imagined problems in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, will my back still hurt at this time? And a question that he, he tells you to ask yourself that's been really helping me is, in this moment, in this exact moment, what is the problem? Obviously mm-hmm. with the back pain, like the back pain is there now, but inferring that it's going to be there in the future or it's going to be worse or it's not going to let you do this. Mm-hmm. or it's going to inhibit you from doing that. Like those are all projections and created futures that might not even happen. Yeah, for sure. Aubrey Marcus posted something recently. It's just like the future robs you of, I mean, I think this is just a famous quote. The future robs you of today's joy or something along those lines. But yeah, I'm worried that my greatest fear is that this just continually degrades for the rest of my life and never play sports again or anything. But all that does is take me from the present moment and obviously does not make me feel good. So what can I do? Am I doing anything now to make it better? I know I am doing everything I can. And that's all we could focus on. I'm not, so I'm trying not like, you know, as you say, I was trying to get in my own head. Like, oh, am I gonna have to cancel my plans for next weekend and such? But am I, doing everything I can in this moment and is worrying about the future going to help in any way. And it never does. The things we worry about most never end up, usually don't end up happening. Yeah. But yeah, it's all we got is finding joy in the present. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think is equally as important as finding joy in the present moment and enjoying one's life? Mm-hmm. Big question. Yeah, I think. I mean, that is a big question. You got like, so like we were saying earlier, the things that we do kind of contribute to our happiness. It's not like if I could just be happy, I would be. But I guess there has to be things that, you know, something worthwhile a, that you're you're working on. You have to have something that kind of brings the best out of you and that's what makes you really happy and that could be a challenge that could be just spending time with people you love and cultivating relationships um finding what i think it's just having something that excites you every single day so like 
in these last few days, I've been like writing fiction and just writing other articles. And but th- like for writing my book, I was just so excited to get up every day in the morning and get back to this project. And that did make me happy, even though it was, it was tough and big beast. It was like I felt like I had something worthwhile that I was just grinding against. And it robbed me so much. It just made me feel like me. And I was like doing something that pushed me. I think a big part of that is we have to find something that continually challenges us. Honestly, I think it is. Um, But a challenge that we are truly excited about taking on. And that's what it was then. And now it's definitely scary. You know, the next step moving to Japan for me is I very scared about it but i know that it's cha- like it's going to challenge me and cause me to grow and it does make me so excited but yeah i think i think that's kind of it yeah and it's really hard to i'm still trying to articulate this for myself and when people ask me it's really hard to explain this belief of seeking happiness and seeking enjoyment while at the same time working really hard and making mm-hmm. sure it's challenging Cause it can come off as, you know, you and I just sit around all day and talking to these microphones and do nothing, but it's, it's the pursuit of finding what actually excites us and lights our soul on fire that I think is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. I was talking about this with my dad, the easy option, at least for me and at this stage in my life would be to go get a job at a big corporation. I have a degree in finance. Like I've worked at a couple companies. I have a good resume. The easy, comfortable job is to just go get a nameless, faceless job and just be an analyst somewhere. And it's secure. I could make great money, but that does not excite me at all. And that seems, it seems to me like that's, that's the safe, sad option. Yeah. Whereas I have this other option of going and creating something on my own and building it with other people and trying to make a real difference. But that's like the that's like the taboo option, right? Like when when friends of my parents ask them what I'm doing, I'm sure it's a lot easier if they could just answer like, "Oh, he's a financial analyst for this company," versus like, "Oh, he's a he's a life coach. He has a podcast. Like he's writing. He's trying to make it in all of these things." And it just really struck me the other day. What would it be like if, as a society, we we really encouraged the risky option, and we really encouraged the the weird one off passion that this person has or this other person has like it would be so different if that was kind of the the social norm that we pushed people towards of actually Mm -hmm. finding like what what fires you up what makes you excited yeah for sure it's like i don't know i think we're both just trying to it's like just the idea of life (laughs) we're getting metaphysical here it's just like there's life out there and we just want to dig into it and grab grab it from the roots pull it up and what the hell is it all about like i know it's not about sitting as an analyst somewhere doing something you don't enjoy might be making money but it's just dollar signs on a computer screen and obviously you gotta have some you gotta survive but i think we'll just keep coming back to this question of like what what does it mean to be successful and yeah what we really did all just have the same mindset that it is okay to take a risk and go out on a limb and try something that what Tallulah said in the last episode, like it, 
I don't know if it's going to work out in the long run, but it's making me happy right now. And I think that was beautiful takeaway and like something that we really need to consider. Like what would make me really just happy and connect me with the truest sense of who I am right now. And I guess find a way to, you know, I hate find a way to monetize it. And, but like in a way that feels right to you and that's comfortable and that makes sense. Exactly. Like I've just been, man, it's crazy. Just people have been reaching out lately, like about my book or just about what I've been posting. Like this is just a breath of fresh air. I'm just kind of writing about exactly this, like the pain and going through trying to find what makes us happy. And, and man, forever says that, like, you don't know how much it means to me. Like it truly makes me believe that I'm making a difference. And it's just by exploring, like just by asking the tough questions of myself and of what we're led to believe is successful. Like this is what we're all wondering and we all hope can be a possibility in our lives. I could actually think about my happiness without, you know, feeling like it's the wrong thing that I have to be thinking about something else. Like, can I just ask like what would truly make me happy and pursue that? And what, what am I just curious about right now? Like, um, a big, I mean, that the Victor Frankl quote about success, I've probably talked about it here, but may I? Yes, please. I have it right here. Again and again, I therefore admonish my students, both in Europe and in America, don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you're going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's dedication to a cause greater than oneself or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. Happiness must happen, and the same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. I want you to listen to what your conscious commands you to do and go on to carry it out to the best of your knowledge. Then you will live to see that in the long run, in the long run, I say, success will follow you precisely because you had forgotten to think about it. You know, it's like if I just ask myself, what would, well, he's, I guess, saying forget about happiness, but he's really saying, listen to your consciousness, listen to what the voice inside you is telling you. That same voice that told me, you're not actually a douchebag. Don't act like it. You don't have to be. Like, be yourself. Be a good person. That's your consciousness. And that's the only person who's going to be... <laughs> your only person who's going to be keeping you up at night unless you have a partner. Um, but it's like when you're by yourself, you could either be let, like, cheered on and feel good about what your consciousness is telling you or not. So, like, happiness will come, but it's by really listening to our consciousness and so how many people die with the negative consciousness that told them you never you were never happy because you never lived your truth yeah and wow i'm, I'm i know we've read that on another episode but i'm glad you read it again because it just put something together for me what you were alluding to this this line he says is what is your consciousness commanding you to do mm-hmm. and i love that he uses the word commanding because i feel that like we have these things that the inner voice our inner wisdom who knows what is literally like screaming at us to do and the feedback mechanism is just pure enthusiasm like what are the things that you find so intrinsically rewarding that you would do them for free i have to believe that that is a sign from some intelligence greater than ourselves that this 
That's the thing you need to go do. Yeah. Like your consciousness is literally commanding you to do it. We have to do that thing. We have to seek that activity, that project, that mission that our consciousness is commanding us to do. Otherwise, we're going to go crazy. We're going to be out of alignment with ourself. We're going to have cognitive dissonance about so many different things. And it's really ha happiness is the byproduct. Frankel is saying it's not you aren't seeking happiness. You are doing these things that you, you don't really have a choice. You have to do these things mm -hmm. to feel aligned and to feel put together and to feel whole. And happiness comes when you listen to that and you follow that. And dude, isn't it crazy? Like you do that and success will come. Like sometimes it can seem like nobody's listening to us or like nobody's reading or whatever. It's like, first of all, it doesn't matter anyway because it's making us happy. It's bringing us intrinsic joy. But then you just realize like that one person reaches out and it's like, this was such a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much for writing this. I'm just like, oh my God, like success will come. You keep at it and you keep adhering to your consciousness and whatever you seek, it will come. But that's, it's a tough thing to do, but man, it, like it, I just felt it in the last few days, like of getting back to my true self. It's like, it makes everything else so much better. Even if you're dealing with pain or challenges, like if you're living in your truth, you could really get through anything. Absolutely. And you'll see everything just start cogs and machine just start falling into place. I love, I want to highlight what you said, whatever you seek, it will come. And that thing you're seeking, I, I wish we could take the word success and literally put it, <laughs> put it in a shredder and just shred it. It's such a ambiguous word. Yeah. Like God or. Have you ever looked at the definition? What does it even, <laughs> <laughs> what does it even mean? Where are we? Yeah. But like literally whatever you like, whatever you seek, if you're seeking to help people that will come, if you're mm -hmm. seeking to make money, that will come. They're all different things we're aiming at and mm -hmm. you can't just define it as success. Right. And just like, it seems like even if we have this, our consciousness is kind of urging us towards something. We don't know where to begin. Cause we, it's like, okay, I, I can never be a, a painter. Like that's just the dream is too big. But you listen to that one thing that tells you that pick up the brush, like I, I, on Saturday morning, I like wrote, I'm like, I'm going to paint today. And like, after I wrote it, I'm like, okay, well, there's no chance I'm not gonna, like yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> All you gotta do is I had the canvas and I didn't, you know, I haven't painted in a long time. I forgot how to clean the brushes and stuff. But it's like, all I gotta do is put the paint on the canvas. <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> get it done. And it was so much fun. And just like cleaning it up. It was, it was like the, the washing the dishes, just like mm. the hot water, the, feeling the paint in my hands and just playing with colors, man, like just do that one thing that your consciousness is telling you to do. And it just, the wheels will start moving. Yeah. And I think the last thing I want to say before we wrap up here is don't let the sheer enormity of the task scare you. Mm -hmm. Rob Dial, who we've mentioned a lot, he's a very successful mindset coach. He has a podcast with millions and millions of downloads. And he said that he almost didn't start his podcast because Tony Robbins existed. Jesus. Just because Tony Robbins is a person who's been successful in the past. He almost was too afraid to do anything. And I've for sure felt that before, right? There's <laughs> all of these people I look up to in this space and it's easy to compare ourselves and say, how's my first try compared to their 
9,000 <laughs> try. Like it's just unreasonable and it can feel really scary and big to start, but you just have to start. That's the beginning. Absolutely. And like this episode, I think kind of epitomizes us just enjoying doing this, like for no other reason than, you know, after a while, like the nerves fade away and we're just talking and having a good time. I think as long as that's the case, we ain't going nowhere. And that's just the reason to start anything. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing this. We love you guys. Sicker and sicker of us. We love you. Wow. That's a fun one. Thanks for tuning in. Signing off.